Hello and welcome to Rook Riffs. I'm Will Rook. Today I'm really excited. My guest is Mike Myatt. This is one busy guy. He's a syndicated columnist, he's a best-selling author, and he's regarded as one of America's top CEO coaches on leadership, culture, and innovation. Mike, I'm so happy to have you join us. Welcome. Thanks, Will. I appreciate it. Great to be here. Now, Mike, you're also CEO at an organization called N2 Growth, and that organization published a top 25 CHRO list of people to watch in the HR space. Now, tell us a little bit about that list and, and also the connection to the Stanford Business School. Happy to. We have a Leaders 25 group of awards that we present on the CHRO list as part of that Leaders 25 recognition. And so that list is published in partnership with the Stanford Graduate School of Business. So essentially what we do is we go to the market and, and we look for the people that are really making a difference in the people business, right? I mean, if, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's taught us that people really matter as much as everybody thinks they're a technology business. Well, really, they're a people business first. And so these 25 CHROs are the best in the world at what they do. You know, they've got high EQs, high IQs, but mostly they just really make a difference. And, and how can the audience access that list and find out more about those top 25. If you just Google top 25 CHROs, it will probably just pop right up. It's also on the NT Growth website, and I think Stanford has it out there as well. So it's easy to find. Oh, that's great. I uh, certainly learned about this as one of the uh, real HR visionaries with whom we both worked, Lisa Buckingham from Lincoln Financial, is uh, top of that list. And what makes leaders like Lisa as you look at all of these folks that you've identified, what makes them really stand apart? You know, I, I think it, it's outcomes, right? I, I mean, I, I think it's, not, number one, these people are phenomenal, and Lisa is a great example. Um, she is absolutely one of the more switched-on people in the HR profession. I mean, she just gets it at every level. I mean, she's wicked smart. She's experienced. She's built a great team. But really what, what I look at and what we look at as a panel when we're selecting, um, you know, when we're evaluating nominees and selecting the actual award winners is what are their outcomes and what impacts do they make? And so, you know, we look at the leaders that they create that leave, you know, that, that grow, develop, lead their team and lead other teams, right? Um, we, we look at how, how they build a culture, um, the type of talent they attract, the type of talent they develop, and the impact that, that that talent creates for the enterprise. And so, you know, when you look at somebody like Lisa, I mean, she not only does everything that CHROs do with the typical work streams, but she creates things that are new and innovative. You know, there are moments that matter employees' experience thing is a great example she also has pioneered programs within the industry with other CHROs collaboratively that are groundbreaking. So, you know, it's really people that aren't just checking the box. It's people that are making the boxes for others to check. I attended a webinar that Lisa and a number of her colleagues uh, across uh, industries in America talked about, you know, the, putting the human and keeping the human and human resources, particularly today, as so many people and 
working from home or feeling disjointed and kind of alone. I mean, you must be feeling that as well, Mike, as you look at some of these organizations. What, what do you think today brings to the party with respect to how these leaders are connecting with their employees in a very difficult environment? You know, it, it's it's a great question. And here here's the thing. I think what um, what this, I, I don't know, new normal or this post-COVID world is teaching us is that, um, you know, human beings matter and that you don't just build teams of resumes. I mean, I mean you, you actually, your teammates are human beings and, and you have to hire the entirety of the human and work with the entirety of the human and care for the entirety of the human. And so I think what happened coming into COVID is that leaders that were switched on and doing the right things and being proactive and communicating, they continued to do that, right? I, I think the chaos in the marketplace really just kind of amplified the excellence of their leadership. Leaders that struggled coming into COVID, COVID just exposed those weak areas. And, and so I had a conversation, you know, we've talked about Lisa a couple of times, but, you know, I had a conversation with her not too long ago. And she said, you know, COVID just made me a better leader because it forced me to engage in new and different ways and be more engaged because I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily see somebody walking down the hallway. And I had to really connect with people on much more of a human level. And so I think that's what we're seeing is people are having, you know, it's not about over communicating. It's a, it's, about appropriately communicating, right? And I think that's, you know, they're just caring for their people. And I think that's a great thing. Now, as you look to the year ahead, um, you publish this each year? Yeah, that's correct. What do you think um, next year is might, might bring as you examine some of these organizations that would be different than what you have seen in the past or certainly in 2020? Yeah, I, I think, you know, what what we're seeing is kind of the I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be cliche and used an over uh, use an overused phrase, but I, I think we're seeing the reinvention and reimagination of of HR, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think distributed workforces. I mean, some some organizations are trying to go back. Some aren't looking in the rearview mirror at all. They're going forward, right? And yeah. and with that kind of go forward offensive mentality comes doing things a little bit differently. And and so what we're seeing with the really progressive leaders out there is they're they're tweaking not only organizational construct and facilities use, but how they team, why they team, where they team. And it's less about hierarchy and more about distributed, decentralized ecosystems, right? It's less about putting people in boxes and more about freeing them from boxes. And so in next year's list, I imagine we're going to see a little bit of a shakeup because some people will have adapted better than others. Their organizations will have adapted better than others. And and so we'll probably see some new entrants to the list. We'll probably see if you exit the list and we'll probably see the order shuffle a little bit. And if it's a good list, that's how it should be. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds great. Well, Mike, as you know, I try to keep these uh, podcasts to the, uh, the shorter side. We could go on forever. You've had such terrific insights today. Really appreciate it. And we will look forward to that next list. And I thank you so much for your time today. I, I've learned a lot and I really appreciate your insights. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, my pleasure, Will.